Hello, and thank you for joining me today. This is the first episode of the Mindful Mezzo podcast. My name is Sabatina Morrow, and I am so excited that you have chosen to join me today. This podcast has been a journey five years in the making. I am beyond thrilled to be putting out this first episode. Right off the bat, I do want to let you know this podcast is not intended in any way to be used for medical purposes. This is not to replace a medication or a doctor. This podcast is purely a reflection of mindfulness from one artist to another to answer questions and to feel the thoughts that I have been presented with over the past few years. And for all of my dear colleagues and friends who have supported this journey and who have encouraged this journey by asking all of the right questions, my heart is so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much for helping me believe that this could come true. And as you'll notice, the Mindful Mezzo is open to the public. I want as many people to get as many answers to their FAQs as possible. Often it is hard as an artist, especially as a singer, um, just because I know what that's like. I am one. I think we often don't have the resources we need or we feel that we can't ask or we feel that what we're going through is unique to only us. Now we are unique, but our shared experiences are in fact shared. And I invite you to join me in a warm and hopefully very comfortable space to understand just why we're here, just what it really means to be an artist and, um, I hope you enjoy. So for this first episode, I'd like to say, nice to meet you. Who am I? This may seem like a silly question to you. You might already know who I am, and I'm pretty sure you already know who you are. I'm Sabatina, the mindful mezzo, plain and simple, right? Maybe. Plain and simple, except I work in an industry where knowing who I am might be frowned upon, not encouraged, or even questioned. I know that seems wild. Questioning me knowing who I am, who would do that? Simply put, who wouldn't? Unless maybe I am so sure about myself that I will not accept anything other than my own absolute personal truth. That was a lot of words all strung together. What I mean to say is today I want to talk to you about the self, capital S self, with full intention of giving ourself full autonomy. Now this episode, my friends, is for all of you who have asked me directly or indirectly, who am I? What am I doing here? Do I want this? If any of those questions have sparked something in your mind, this might be a good place for you to start. 
if you already know the answers, I invite you to stay anyway and live in the mindfulness with me. But please feel free. I want you to question everything, what I'm saying, what you're thinking. I think questioning things keeps us so bright. It keeps everything we're doing so exciting. So I do encourage you, if you don't agree, question. It's one of the greatest honors. Before I get into this podcast fully, I do want to invite you to breathe with me. I know, you're probably doing it right now. But we're going to put some intention, some mindfulness behind that breathing. So you're going to breathe in for five, hold for five, breathe out for five, and hold for five. When you do take these deep breaths, I want you to think that you are breathing from the lowest point of your body and filling up your lungs to 110% capacity. Of course, don't hurt yourself. Do only what your body can do. But what we're going to do is breathe in, breathe out, and hold in between. So get ready to breathe in with me. I'll count and go. One, two, three, four. Five, hold one, two, three, four, five, out one, two, three, four, five, hold one, two, three, four, five. Please feel free to pause here and do that again if you felt calmed or happier or just generally relaxed or mindful. That's a that's an important word here. Please feel free to do that again um, when you're ready to join me again. Come on and join me. So, who am I? How do we identify who we are? I hear so often from artists that my identity is my art form, but they don't usually say it with such definition. What they might say, and what I may have heard in the past, I am a painter. I am a singer. I am a French horn player. I am is such an interesting way to introduce yourself. It's important too. Usually you'd say, I am my name. But like I said earlier, we are here to question. I want to challenge that introduction. Let's start with reframing. What if you are not an artist, but instead a person who creates art? Now, I know I've just crossed a line for some of you, but I implore you, stay with me. I promise it gets better. What if you are not an artist, but a person who creates art? Sometimes I prefer to introduce myself to others by saying, my name is Sabatina and I sing. My voice type is mezzo-soprano. Rather than saying, my name is Sabatina, I am a singer, I am a mezzo-soprano. Why the difference? Why do I go to this extreme length to add all of these extra words to my sentences? Well... I like to believe that I am taking the autonomy away from the art form or job and giving it to myself. We often will say, 
I work for. I sing for. I am this. I am that. Sometimes I want to simplify it personally, impersonally. I am Sabatina and I do those things. I just want to be one thing at a time. And usually that thing, that hierarchy of things to be, myself is at the top. My capital S self, she is standing alone at the top of the mountain on top of all the other things that she's done. Not necessarily all the things that she's been. I like to think that at the end of the day, I am myself and the things that I did throughout the day are things that myself accomplished. So getting back on that mountain, imagine if you will, that you climb Mount Everest and you get to the top and you go, I am Sabatina. I am Mount Everest. Now I know that that does not directly translate to I am a singer, but I am a person who sings. It is not the only thing that I do. I do a lot of other things. And at the end of the day, you probably won't find me singing as I get ready for bed. What you'll probably find me doing is reflecting on my day, on my week, on my life. And at the end of it, I always want myself to be at the front of my thoughts, at the front of my mindfulness. So I want to take some of the real or perceived power away from my work and instead give it back to myself. I like to think that we work in our career or art form rather than work for it. I have witnessed many colleagues struggle with separating their self from their work. So what can this look like? Well, imagine if a nurse came home from her shift and started checking her roommate's vitals in the middle of the night. What if an insurance agent went out to dinner with a friend and only spoke about policies for the whole evening? Or what if a singer goes to a cafe with their friend and spends an hour playing videos of Pavarotti or talking about the vocal tract? Full disclaimer, I've done this before. Part of the reason I am reflecting. <laughs> there is, of course, the time and place to do these things, but often as artists, we fail to see or create boundaries between our career and talking about our career. Now, this is something that I think is such a unique experience, but it is also a very shared experience. The inability to draw a boundary between our self and our career. Between our career and talking about our career. So do you see now how these are all tying together? If you perceive yourself only as a singer, you can only talk about singing. But if you are a self-centered or a self-centric, this is not in any way intended to be negative term, but if you are centered on yourself, if your self has the, the upper hand and shines through at the end of the day, yourself will have other things to discuss rather than work. Because there is a point where we, if we cannot draw that boundary between ourself and our line of work, 
we become exhausted, we become burnt out, and we no longer want to do that work. I notice very often that people with desk jobs are often more readily able to leave work behind when they clock out because they often don't identify with their line of work. This is something that I myself have noticed in a desk job. I have a fabulous team, and on that team are people who work for the same company but do not identify with that company. And that to me has been so eye-opening because I realized not too long after starting the job that I don't have to brand myself with my company's name to feel as though I am a part of the company or to feel as though I'm doing the job correctly. But as artists, we are often encouraged that that is how we should perceive ourselves or we just aren't trying hard enough. I am not a bank. I work at a bank, but I really like to kayak on the weekends, etc. You might think it's strange if your bank teller friend says, my personality is banker, I identify as an ATM. So why do it to ourselves? The idea of boundaries comes back in there. If you begin to identify as your art form, I am a singer, I am a singer. All I am able to do is sing. Now, this is something that you might tell yourself. Would, would that not be much different than your friend who is a bank teller saying, I am a banker, I am a banker, I hand out money, I'm an ATM. And I think we would laugh, and maybe you are laughing. Um, I encourage you, please, laugh, smile, have a good time. But you might be laughing. You might say, well, that's just silly. Why would my friend call themselves an ATM? Because their job is to dish out money all day. Well, why are you only telling yourself that you're a singer just because you sing? even if you do sing all day. I would assume you are more than just what pays the bills. I would venture to say you are much more than what pays the bills. Often we feel as artists that if we don't wholly identify as our art form, we are not trying hard enough cut out for this job or wanting it badly enough. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This list goes on. I think that pitting our wants and needs against the wants and needs that we fabricate can be so detrimental to our well-being and how well we perform in our career. There will always be something we can make up in our head to compare ourselves to, but what if we just let ourselves be and only accomplish what is fulfilling and real rather than what stresses us out or maybe fabricated? What is fulfilling and real versus what stresses us out or may be fabricated? Going back to those three questions that I asked, mentioned earlier are we trying hard enough are we cut out for this job are we wanting it badly enough 
I don't know about you, but I would wager that you didn't just come up with those ideas. If you are asking yourself those questions, I want to know. Don't You don't have to tell me. <laughs> but I want to know. Have this conversation with yourself. Did you come up with those questions on your own? Or did you get those questions from someone of a higher rank in the industry? Someone else around you who is asking themselves this question or maybe you this question? Um, Did you pick it up from an online forum? Something that I find so interesting as a singer in this career is that we very candidly talk about things online and in person. And I am sure that other musicians and artists do the same. There are forums for just about anything these days. But what I often notice is that the foremost thought of these posts that people make is often... Well, it's often something to do with not being good enough, not wanting something, not being the right fit. And if you feel that way, I would encourage you to ask yourself why. We will get into that in a different episode, of course. Breaking the ice that stands between our self and our inability to feel self I think there's you know there's a ton of metaphors and imagery that come up but I'll I'll leave it general I don't ever want to get too specific but you know imagine that yourself is under the water and your fabricated self the fabricated stress and the fabricated questions are above the water if you break that ice by asking those questions who said I'm not trying hard enough. Who told me I was not cut out for this job I chose? And when did someone convince me that I didn't want this badly enough? I encourage you to ask those questions and break that ice and see if you can see if you can find yourself under that ice. Um, now I do want to touch upon the concept of fabricating stress. In no way do I mean that your stress is not valid. What I mean is that oftentimes, and I do this all of the time, whether you have anxiety or not, whether you are in this field or not, we will often create scenarios that don't exist in a way to protect ourselves. Because different theorists have talked about this, but if I create the worst case scenario in my head and I and I fight that imaginary dragon and I win then if it ever happens I will know that I am ready to handle it but oftentimes what that does is it puts stress and anxiety in our bodies that was not there before and then when that imaginary situation never comes true we are stuck with those negative upsetting feelings and nowhere to put them So I encourage you to listen to your right now, in the moment, wants and needs, rather than project what you might want or need. 
I think one of the best ways to get into mindfulness is to just take it one step at a time, put one foot in front of the other, and see just how much you can do right now. And there is no ceiling or floor. It is only what you can do and what you need. Now, I know that for this first episode, I've given you a lot of open-ended questions. I wanted to let you come up with your own answers. I wanted you to come to your own conclusions rather than tell you my thoughts. Now, I know that my questions were interlaced with thoughts because this is a podcast. (laughs) But I do encourage you to write down what you're feeling and see how it ties into your life and your perception of your career Whenever you maybe listen to this podcast or a future podcast, I I hope you stay for the journey. I would encourage you to, you know, bring a pad of paper with you, scribble some notes down. If you feel so inclined and you have questions, I would love to hear them. Some things that I like to use for reflection. Now, these are questions that I will often ask myself when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I start to have a negative thought about my career that is a non-absolute truth. I just have made this up in my head because I'm so stressed. So maybe I've created this situation and I need I need a way out. So I do some self-reflection. Is what I'm doing what I want to be doing? What an awful question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did that one to myself. Is what I'm doing what I want to be doing? Well, it might be today, but it probably won't be tomorrow, but it might be tomorrow. You can ask yourself that question every day if you need to until you feel comfortable that you no longer need to ask yourself that question. You may not need to ask yourself that question. You may be so surefire about what you're doing, and that is beautiful. But if you need a source of reflection, you can start there. How do I feel about my personal identity or self? Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take another one. (laughs) And exhale all of the air out of your body. How do I feel about my personal identity or self? This is something that took me the better part of two decades (laughs) to figure out. I would often cloak myself in personalities or circumstances to say that I feel good rather than acknowledge who I really am or what I was really dealing with. And, you know, there's often the grin and bear it mindset in a lot of a lot of industries, but especially in the arts that you don't know what everyone else is going through. So shut up, put it away bury it down. And maybe sometimes we have to do that in our line of work. Maybe sometimes in order to do our work, we have to do that. But when it is safe and when you are ready to ask yourself or when you are feeling like you have to ask yourself a question and you don't know where to start, how do I feel about my personal identity or self? Now, if this is not solid for me, is there something I can do to solidify my sense of self? It would have been nice if I gave you that in the beginning, right? It's okay. We're all here to think and ask questions. If I 
am not feeling solid about my personal identity or self. Is there something I can do to solidify my sense of self? For me, it might be writing. It might be reading a book. I might go for a walk with my dog to just remind myself of the things that I love to do. Usually it takes a little bit of sunshine and drinking a little bit of water for me to remember that I'm okay. But it's taken me a long time to get there. So I encourage you to find the things that you love, surround yourself with the things that you love. And if you start to feel like you are being removed from yourself or yourself is no longer autonomous, bring yourself back and do the things that yourself loves. My final reflection, what am I hoping will come next? Now, I am the worst person to ask this question because if you ask me, what are you doing next? I will go, I don't know. Which, in part, has probably become a line of defense for me. I don't love projecting about the future because I am just not someone who can project into the future. If you are someone who can do that, by all means, I'm honestly very jealous. But what am I hoping will come next? For me, usually that answer is just, I want to continue being happy and healthy. I want to continue working and I want to continue being surrounded by people that I love. For you, that's going to be different. And I encourage you to look look a little deeper and see what you're hoping will come next and see if that aligns with your sense of self and what you're doing right now. There are, my friends, thousands of questions I can ask you and you can ask yourself. But for this first episode, I only wanted to scratch the surface of the artistic self. As I mentioned earlier, I am absolutely open for you to send questions that you would like discussed. I encourage you to maybe send me a message about a topic you would like. Um, If something in this podcast sparked an interest or maybe even irked you a little bit, I would love to hear what it is that you maybe didn't align with or maybe you did align with but you need a little bit more context or deeper meaning all of all of those things can of course become you know jump starts for other podcasts or just really really good conversations and i do encourage you to be candid continue being candid with your artist friends there is so much beauty in asking why And asking how are you and really listening to what people have to say when you ask. As always, this podcast is not intended to replace medical help or act as medical resource. This is simply a podcast by an artist for artists. Before we go, let's do one more round of breathing in fives. So get ready to breathe in. And one, two, three, four, five, hold, one, two, three, four, five, out, one, two, three, four, five, hold, one, two, three, four, five. Try connecting your mind with your body, feel your feet on the floor, and go out in the world. Knowing that you are where you need to be is crucial. But 
knowing that you are where you need to be is also hard. I encourage you to go out into the world knowing that you are where you need to be and that if you aren't there yet, you alone have the power to take yourself there. You are talented. You are wonderful. Embrace yourself. Celebrate yourself. Again, my name is Sabatina Morrow. I am the Mindful Mezzo, and I am so honored you chose to join me for this very exciting inaugural journey. I really hope to see you next time. Bye.